You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Thanks for tuning in to the Twisted Sisters. This is Allie Engren and my co-host, Samantha Mello. And we have the pleasure and are so excited to announce our interview guest, which is a great elementary school friend of mine. That's how long we've been friends. And talk to her, Courtney Mernan, owner of Bold Brow Studio, and talk all things wax Hear how she stopped trading hours for dollars and got out of corporate and started her own business through a pandemic and just talking about all those you-know-what waxes and when the right time to get them is and what should you be doing, what are the trends, as well as are skinny brows really coming back in. So stay tuned. We're going to get lots of laughs and here we go. Hi, Court. Hi. <laughs> Welcome on the Twisted Sisters. Yes. So I just want to go into yours and my history a little bit because we've been friends since fourth grade. Yep. Yeah. I moved. To, I moved to elementary schools in after my third grade year. And then I met you in fourth grade. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We went to like a camp together and everything two years in a row. We did, yes. Wait, what kind of camp? Like church camp. <laughs> I was like, wait, what kind of camp was this? This is interesting. And yes, her and I were like little peanuts and everybody else could like go and swim in the deep end and we couldn't touch. <laughs> nope. Oh, I was like, past the test. Terrified. Yeah, I was like, oh, so I'm supposed to like do the swim test in a lake? No. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. <laughs> like yes. Yes. And you guys continued to stay friends like throughout. Yeah. Everything. I mean, cool. we went kind of our own separate ways a little bit, but nothing like we've always been friends for sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kind of like throughout life. Then we're deep in the water and couldn't touch. Yeah. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Went to, went to <laughs> Skateville a lot. I feel like. Oh, <laughs> Yes, I do. I actually just took my niece and nephew there for their first time. And the carpet is still the same. The walls are still the same. Nothing has changed at that place. (laughs) You remember when we used to take the like stickers and we would put them on the outside of like the the package that it would print out in and we would like make believe with our little sticker dolls. Yes, we we like we would get the stickers that looked like little dolls and then play with them like they were actually we had great imaginations man <laughs> we did I don't think kids know how to even do that stuff nowadays <laughs> nope nope not at all so just kind of going gearing into this episode and meeting with you and whatnot how how did you get into waxing and esthetician stuff um well I feel like especially nowadays everybody has 
their own little path and it doesn't I mean, the rare ones, I think, just start into something, which is props to you. I just was not that person. Um, getting out of high school, you know, I both me and you were 17. We were babies. Um, I had a, this thought that I wanted to do dental hygiene, which, you know, I think is a great career. It just wasn't for me. Right. Um, and then I moved. So I went to Duluth and tried to do that. Did That didn't work. So I went back home and while I was going to school for a totally different career, I wanted to be an executive assistant, I thought. So I got a part-time job as a receptionist at a salon, Cole Salon, actually. And um, that was just, that salon is huge. Like there's estheticians or nails techs, there's hair, you know, hairstylists. It was just like the full package, the hustle and bustle. I got like the front root, front row view of like everybody and Yeah. I just loved that. I loved watching people build relationships. People would cry with their clients, hug clients. It was just like kind of this family environment that I was like, Ooh, I kind of love this. I don't want to clean teeth anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't want to be in people's mouths. Um, so now I'm waxing Brazilians. No, um, but you're all up in their business in a different way. (laughs) One way or the other, I guess. Um, So I actually ended up getting a a job as an executive assistant and learned very quickly that it was just not for me. And I don't know if that meant maybe just in the moment or what, but I was like, I'm just, I'm not happy. And so I kind of wanted to do it for yourself. Like I feel like executive assistants, you're doing somebody else's dream and not your own. Definitely. And like, I think, you know, that could have been maybe a fulfilling career, but it was just timing is everything. And it just was not how it was supposed to be. So I kind of dove around and I was like, what if I did become an esthetician and chatted with my mom? And she was like fully supportive. She was like, if I could go back in time, I would change some things. So if you want to do this, just jump on it. And go Susan. Yeah, that's my girl. (laughs) <laughs> so I went to Aveda, toured it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. So four and a half months of basically 40 hours a week, and you just crank it out, and it was so fun. Awesome. And I love that, like, when you did work the front desk at Kohl's, that you kind of did get to see, like, do I want to do hair? Do I want to do nails? Do I want to do waxing? And that's kind of the route that you chose, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. You kind of get to just pick and choose what you think will be perfect for you. I was just going to say how many like minutes I know, like you have like 15 minutes to get people in and out. Right. Yeah. And like, I don't know if they've changed things since I've been there. It's been years, but it was, the goal was to be four. I believe it was like four services in 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of ripping hairs. Yeah. And that's like for every service, like vagina, eyebrows, everything back. I think, yeah, I think there was like, that was red level and that's how you got money, the highest percentage or something like that. So it was like grouped into different categories or something. It was very, it was confusing. And it was also just kind of hard to build a clientele because it just felt too fast for me. Right. And you have no time to like connect and like kind of a process. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I honestly wasn't there for very long. I went to, um, 
salon where I did facials and I just did the whole spiel. Cause I was like, maybe I do like facials. I don't know. Right. Um, and it was, I, I really did very much like it there. It just wasn't the busiest of places. So, um, I ended up switching back to a waxing chain. So I was at waxing city, um, for five years, stayed there. Cause I liked the culture. I loved, um, having more time with clients, building relationships with people. Um, the wax was great and yeah, I stayed there, built my clientele and until life kind of got uncomfy and I made the big move to start my own business, uh, basically the day the world shut down. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So you've been in this for about two and a half years on your own. Yes. It'll be two years exactly March 17th. So next week. Exciting. What do you think like the, the hardest and the best part of it has been? Ooh. Um, I feel like in the beginning, the hardest was for sure. Just with the pandemic, not knowing where things were going. Right. Um, so it was just like this roller coaster of emotions being shut down. I think it was a total of 11 weeks. Um, but in the end, starting back up again, it, you know, and especially with social media and getting out there and, um, clients spreading the word, you know, it was so rapidly quick that essentially I had to shut my books. So I started back up in June and I had to shut my books off in August to new clientele. Cause it was just Everybody was a hairy mess. (laughs) It was, it was that busy. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's like, dear God, help me. Right. (laughs) They're like, I haven't shaved this whole time. Just dip me. Unibrows. (laughs) We all look. (laughs) Oh my God. Cavemen like coming out, just hair all over. Dip me, just dip my whole body in the wax and we'll be good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Do you do you wax yourself too? Do you prefer to like wax and do all that too? Or did you? I a thousand prefer to wax myself. Yes. Isn't that interesting? It's like, sometimes you start doing that stuff and it's like, I'll just do it myself. I don't know if I could handle that. How do you, (laughs) like just the anticipation of like ripping it. I couldn't do it. That's the worst part. And like, I'll tell my clients, I'm like, if you open this door while I'm waxing myself, I it's like I'm an acrobat in here, and it's <laughs> kind of like, yeah. Well, I had my girlfriend one time, one one time. So me and Allie obviously did here too. And we all are in the business, have been in the business, and um, waxing has just never been good for me. Like my hair is just so coarse, and I'm I'm Portuguese, and it's thick, and it hurts very badly. And I was at my girlfriend's salon. I just heard, I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to, I want you to wax my vagina. Like, we're going to do this. And she's like, all right. And we're like, so I like grab, she had like a bottle of like UV or something stupid. And I'm like taking a pull off, I'm taking pulls off this. And she starts going and I'm sweating. I'm sweating so bad. The wax is no longer sticking Sticky to me. And she's like, Sam, this isn't good. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like panicking. And I'm like, you got to get it off. And I'm like on all fours, like having her try to like <laughs> wax me. And I'm, I'm just profusely sweating. I'm like, it hurts so bad. I can't stop. And I'm, I'm like, so glad the alcohol's not working anymore. <laughs> like I felt so bad for her. And she was just like, okay, I think this, I'm like, we got, I think that was like four pulls Four. I probably got in far. So dumb. <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible. For my, mm-hmm. Now it's just really patchy and weird. 
yeah the whole it was just funny I, I was like it's she's like you're you have to stop sweating I'm like I can't like I can't <laughs> one of the biggest things that I requested too when I got my own studio is like I need my own thermostat I need it like cold in there for sweaty bodies never thought about it I'm like why am I sweating so bad like (laughs) instant instant. (laughs) it was bad yeah so that was pretty traumatizing for me and I never went back but uh something tells me I would probably trust you a lot of anybody oh yeah I've definitely I've learned from Courtney. She's, she's quick. I'm yeah. out of there. And do you I have like a special technique or like a special, you don't have to tell anybody either, but like, do you feel <laughs> like you have a special way of doing it that makes it better for people? Um, I will give credit to the two waxing studios that I came from. Um, just because the training is, is phenomenal. I would say just because the mapping is number one, as long as you're organized and you have it down and you hold the skin tight, you can, you can actually make it less miserable for people. I also breathe people through, um, not everybody prefers to breathe. Cause I have veterans that have been, you know, their hair can just come right out easily. But, um, when you breathe, your body almost focuses on the breathing instead of the pain that you're going through in that moment. So it does help. And especially some of my yogis, they're like, Oh, I'm going to breathe this through, you know? So, yeah, that's a good point. So mm-hmm. how do you feel with like, cause, okay, for instance, Sam is Portuguese and I'm Irish. So we have completely different skin tones, ingrown yep. hair situations, different hair. How do you choose kind of between each client, how you do it? Um, I mean, technique wise, technique wise is always the same. Um, the amount of wax applied is going to be different for each person, um, oh, depending. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Um, makes sense. <laughs> for sure. And, and just like, you know, for instance, like some of my redheads, redheads naturally just have a little bit more of sensitive skin. So, you know, you can't apply, you know, more strips than you typically do and, and just more, add more powder, different things like that. But, um, really what it comes down to is, is consistency, Um, when it comes to like pain and removing it, like the best it can be removed. Um, but I'm also a realist. So I'm like, if people would rather shave, if people would rather do lasers, if people would rather just have a seventies bush, I'm like, do you, you know, where is the trend now? I was like, we were at, we took, we did a live today and we we were talking about it. And I'm like, I was like, I'm like, two questions I wanted to ask you was, the nineties eyebrow is coming back. What is your thought process on that? And do you think it should happen? No, it makes me want to cry. I agree. I go, we've done all this work for all of you young girls to have- feel like there's, there's, there's certain people I'm going to bring up Pam Anderson. I will say that that girl in the day, she rocked a thin brow and she looked fantastic. Um, I just think like you said, the amount of work that both me and my clients have put in to grow those suckers back. I would, it would make me cry to go thin again. <laughs> I think that Pam Anderson is the trend that's coming back. It was all that Pam Anderson yeah. and Tommy, Tommy show. Lee. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, and so they, they, I, I've seen a lot of girls put the filter on with the thin eyebrows and I'm like, Oh gosh, don't do it. They're like, it looks good. I'm like, it doesn't. I mean, you'd probably make more money court since they'd have right. to, we'd have to come back to you all the time. To get them, <laughs> get them thin, <laughs> take them up, put them back on. <laughs> Everybody would go down to two week, two week appointments, literally. 
Yes. <laughs> and then my other question is what's, what's the trend going on downstairs? Do we, is it clean? It, do we have bushes? Do we have vajayjays? Are we bedazzling it? Right. Like what's going on down there? Honestly, through the years that I've waxed and done Brazilians, I don't see a trend. I specifically see what that person wants to do. So I've seen, I've had clients that will remove for years and years and years. Then they have children, maybe even specifically girls. And they're just like, I don't know. I don't think I need to have completely bald, especially if my daughter sees something, maybe this kind of shows her that she needs to be bald down there in the future. I don't know. There's just all of that specifically, or the hygiene thing. Some people just want it all gone. Um, I just, like I said, I see it all different throughout the years and nothing has changed. Everybody's just doing what's best for them. Yep. Absolutely. Do you notice like season wise, like spring break coming up? Do you get more during that time or summer than you see in the winter time? <laughs> um, I used to, uh, the clientele that I have now, I've basically forced it down their throat so many times that they're sick of listening to me that they're like, I'm a year round waxer at this point. Um, just because the results are better. If you do that, um, there's the occasional vacation bikini waxers for sure. Like there's just no way around it, but I will like try to make you wax all year round. (laughs) What is your favorite body part to wax? Oof. Um, I, I'm going to be cheesy and say all of, all of the services that I provide. Um, and that's just because when I was starting my website and stuff and writing what was going to be on there, I, I specifically wanted to emphasize that any service that I do, I love it. And if I didn't love it, I would take it off my website. Oh, I love Um, that. That's super awesome. mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's some estheticians out there that are, and I get it that absolutely hate doing legs because it's such a big physical service and you're just constantly, you know, going to town, but I've learned to truly love legs. It's more time with my clients, which they're family. So I'm like, let's get it all in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and what other services do you also provide besides waxing? Um, tinting. So I tint eyebrows and I tint lashes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do what, what would you say? Um, why should somebody do that? Um, so tinting, oh man, that's definitely up there. One of my two favorite services to do. Um, my lash tints are probably the most underrated service or almost just kind of like this hidden gem, uh, which is probably on my part. I should probably advertise it more, but, um, when you tint lashes black, you almost just can wake up looking refreshed or not having to do much. You don't get the lift as like a mascara, but you get the darkness of it. So my blondies, you know, people that just have almost like the tips of their lashes aren't as dark. It can be such a game changer and it lasts weeks. Um, and then of course, brows too. brows is, is so important because it can show you the potential of your brow. If you you keep mine for the first time a couple of weeks ago, I'll say I noticed a huge difference in that. But the eyelash tinting, I feel like that's something I should try my, I have very naturally, I mean, I always tell people like, yes, I have nice eyelashes, but it comes with a body full of hair. So like <laughs> you give one, you, you take the rest, right? Like, or you give the rest, take the one thing. 
um, it would be nice to be able to go on vacation. And when you go somewhere warm or even in the summer where it's like, you don't want to wear mascara, I don't want to be putting on makeup and just be able to have that more natural look. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So Court, just moving back to kind of, you started your own business here. How, um, what made you decide to do that? Um, I'll just be very transparent. I feel like, um, where I was previously, I, there was just changes that were being made within the company and it kind of went against what I wanted to still be doing. Um, I was essentially kind of capped and there was no room for me to grow. So it was kind of time for me to, to fly really. Yeah, and for sure. Quit trading dollars for hours, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I swear it's like when you get really uncomfortable either in life or in a situation, that is like the perfect moment to jump. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So, time- uh, oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just timing is the timing on it was hard with the pandemic, but it was essentially perfect really. Well, you've got a little bit more time too to really map out what you want to do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a blessing in disguise in a way. Yes. So do you have goals then? Cause I know, like, I know a lot of these listeners are going to want to be able to get in with services with you and you are so book solid, which is absolutely amazing. Do you have mm-hmm. goals for, you know, the next two years? I do. I, and I don't know. Sometimes I don't like to put a, a time year once like a time frame on it for sure. But I do. Originally, I thought in my head I was going to go the route of um, storefront and possibly be, you know, a like I could rent out to other beauty yeah. professionals. Um, but the more I kind of get into it, um, I almost wonder if I want to go the route of having people under me as like almost like employees, mm-hmm. um, which I, I love. I'm in kind of that area in my career where I have the options to, to do different things, but, yeah. um, yeah. So really with being so booked and thinking about that, I would love to be able to have clients have a backup within bold brow. So that's yeah. where I'm kind of more so going with maybe getting right now, like one employee. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> No, just branding out your business for sure. Because I'm sure you get new clients trying to get in all the time. And that's a hard thing to turn people down to, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have, I mean, there's so many awesome people in this industry that I do, I do have referrals, but they are also insanely talented too. So it's like their books are booked too, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I watched the series called Californication and one of the main characters, her name is Marcy. And I absolutely fell in love with Marcy and she reminds me a little bit of you. So if anybody watches Californication, you'll know what I'm talking about, but her name's Marcy and she is a waxer for all the celebrities in Hollywood. And it's not a reality show. This is like a series, but um, what are some like, horror stories that you like, I know a lot of people want to laugh. And so if you have any funny horror stories that you can share with us, I know it'll be appreciated for sure. Oh yeah. I, that's (laughs) 
a part of my job. I think people really want to know. Um, and sometimes I think I, I find out more that I think some people are scared to ask me, but I'm like, I am an open book and I will, I will tell you. So, um, I think to be completely honest too, where I'm at in my career, I am very, very desensitized to everything at this point, but in the beginning, you're not, it's like a fresh slate of whoa. Um, so I'm going to bring it back to like when I first got out of school, first started, started my waxing job. Um, you know, you see your, your everyday poop, you see your everyday, like tampon string period, just all of that. I know that's not like the norm for everybody, but that's totally my norm. Um, (laughs) but I think one that sticks out to me and probably will forever is, um, this, this gal had came in and, you know, us ladies, we stuff just happens down there for us, uh, throughout the month. Um, and it just, whatever. And that's, that's totally fine. But this was specifically where I think she had done something prior to her appointment with a male person. Um, and that was, there was things coming out of her that shouldn't have been, (laughs) Um, so it made things, it made for like, not a great uncomfortable, <laughs> very juicy. Oh very my gosh. Yeah. You no, know, it, that comes with smells and that comes with all of those things. So oh. being a newbie, like, what is this? I just love like your prior response though. It feels like for me, like just hearing that it's so good to hear because it's like, it is all very natural and it's all very like, it's just, it is what it is. And we're not used to it because it's not, we only know about ourselves, right. you know, and you only know what you see every day. And like, and that's a lot of women's fear to go in and get waxed, and right? Like vulnerable. Like, oh. But like, yeah. let's be like, we're all weird. Nobody's the same. Right. I remember I was just talking to some girlfriends this weekend and one of them brought up having an innie or an Audi vagina. And I was like, there's a difference. Like I had no idea. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what do I have? They're like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, how does that work? How do you determine it? Like, you know, Courtney probably has a poster of all of them of, cause she sees so many different kinds. You should just have a poster in here. I mean, we should know this stuff. Like we should know the anatomy and like, and be, you know, it should be easy to talk about and understand and like feel comfortable like that. We're all just different and it's 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 great to realize like yeah 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 like I feel like with my daughter like even you know she's two and a half and changing her diaper and you know sometimes you're like you gross or like you know because they pooped or whatever and it's (laughs) like I had to ask some people I'd be like you can we please stop doing that because I don't want her to feel like it's you that's gross or I pooped and I'm ashamed or I'm you know like my you know they're like you need to you know put pants on and I go she's fine like it's okay don't make her feel like that about it like you know it's it's we all have human anatomy we all have to pee and poop out of somewhere Mm -hmm. like it's natural but and I think like now specifically in, in the culture of waxers, what I'm loving seeing is like more Instagram posts that are talking about, please don't apologize for, if you come into your appointment, don't apologize for being hairy. This is job security for us. We love when, or if your toes are, you know, freshly painted or just certain things just really don't matter, but it's, 
it is, especially for us, I don't know, for us women, we kind of beat ourselves up and we are our worst critics. So it's like, we're like, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, my feet stink or whatever. I get that all the time. And I'm like, come as you are in my studio. I will love you no matter what you're spending your time with me. You're spending your money with me. I, I just come as you are. I don't care. I feel like that gives me goosebumps because I think that's so it's like, I think us as women, we don't judge each other. I think that comes from men in us, you know, like around us and <laughs> making us feel insecure about those things when it's like, you're actually super disgusting. You hairy, stinky guy, you know? And it's like, somehow we feel that way when well, they, the society just tons yeah. us against one another, right? Yeah. They make us seem like we are that kind of the female sex is we're catty and we're competitive with one another. And that's not us doing it. That's social Hollywood and society right. making it that way. But I love that. Don't apologize. Don't no. apologize. And I, that was one thing I think this year was a big thing is like, I'm dancing. Sorry. Like if I'm late and it's like, I thank you for waiting for me. I appreciate yeah. you taking time and doing that. Or like, instead of being like, I'm sorry, I couldn't respond to you till now. It's like, here's my response. And thank you for being patient with me, you know, like learning how to do that instead of saying sorry, because I can't be sorry that my life took a turn or whatever. I had to take a personal day or whatever it is. Or like you said, I came from the gym or you just have stuff going on. And it's like, sometimes you just have to wix, like stick that appointment in where you can. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I love that. Don't say sorry. It's great. No court. What would you tell somebody that's trying to get into being an esthetician would you tell them to start out how your route went because you had such significant training um I okay here's here's where I stand with that I think there's people that can get out of school and go on their own and be a rental like go and rent and be their own boss business owner things like that if they're willing to hustle and there are some really good hustlers out there and people that just know they're passionate and they can do it. But on the other, the flip of that is I think that there is a lot of really good tips and learning lessons in starting like at, like under an employer. Um, a lot of it is trial and error. And so you're going to make mistakes all the time. And if you do make a mistake, as crazy as this sounds, it's under that company. It's not under you. And you just learn from those mistakes. You see, you know, all these different clients and building maybe a schedule that you want. And just all of the nitty gritty comes with being an employee first, then just jumping right in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That. Mm -hmm. And you were kind of, I feel like lucky in a way where you built that clientele and moved over and they all followed you. Do you have kind of people that you've ran into in the industry that decided to go out on their own and then half the people didn't end up following them? How did they make it? Yeah. I mean, when I was looking into it, I just wanted like realistic numbers. And I think when I pulled up good old Google, it said, um, realistically 70% or less will come with you. Um, and that was terrifying to me just because, you know, clients are your income. Right. Um, even though 70% is actually still very good, but, um, I think it's all, if you are passionate in what you do and you put out there a great service, 
you don't even necessarily need to get on social media. Your clients will be your marketing for you right. and they will refer people to you because they love you. Um, and that's so it's building just, your clientele based off of what you already have, which is great. So it's like mm-hmm. those same people in the same places of life. Well, I would referrals say. and word of and mouth so, are the best form of advertising for sure. But you're skipping past yeah. like certain dynamics that you might not mesh with. Like, I think mm-hmm. sometimes you're going to, you know, sometimes when you do those ads or you do a, say a group on, right. Mm-hmm. Like you get a different dynamic of people. Whereas when it's word of mouth from a clientele, it seems like the, the clientele, yes. The mm-hmm. quality over quantity is so much better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What yeah. about you personally? How do you think like your personal life has affected, has been affected from like starting a business and like in you and just where you're at now? Um, I will be honest in the beginning, it was, it was a lot of mental stress for me. Um, I'm an empath. And so I feel things very deeply and I was my worst enemy at at, at, like, no doubt about it. And so I just felt like, did I do enough of this? Did this client love this? Was she okay? Did I, should I do this? My cancellation policy? Oh my gosh, everyone's going to hate me. I, it was just back and forth where I put a lot of stress on myself. And Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely normal with starting up a, up a new business. But at the end of it too, I, I have to be real and say this industry alone, the beauty industry is not for (sighs) the faint of heart, really for the, the, I don't know. I don't like to use the word weak, to be honest, because it's just like, I, I felt like I did let it overcome me in the beginning. I kind of just let it absorb way too much when I didn't put boundaries up for myself. And yeah, if you're, if you're somebody that can learn from that and set your own boundaries and do, you know, have your work-life balance and not let it just completely consume you, you can do it. It's just like, I think on social media, it can look like such a dreamy world, but in reality, it is a dream. It's the best dream, but it takes not only physical, mental, it's just the whole gamut of emotions and work going into it. Right. And it takes that, I mean, you have that goal in mind. I, I feel like, um, when, uh, starting businesses and getting into that, why I feel like a lot of times, one of the biggest challenges is following you and being genuine to yourself and the vision that you have, because it's so easy to start taking all these opinions of other people and start doing what seems to be working for other people. And when in reality, it's not that special touch that you bring to it. And so sometimes that can be super draining because you end up spending some of those beginning times doing these things that you think you're supposed to be doing. And you're like, wait a second, why am I doing that? I don't even enjoy that. Or that's not, I don't even care. I'm not being authentic to myself. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I do feel with you, especially court, like your reels on Instagram and every, like, that's you, you show up Mm -hmm. exactly how you are. And I love that about you. Yeah. I mean, and it's in the Instagram world, it's easy to, to not be you, I guess. Like, right. There's such this, like your aesthetic of your, your feed and your stories. There's so much like rules. And I was just like, nope, 
I, I don't know. You, you either follow or you don't. <laughs> right. Well, and, and just cause you have followers doesn't mean you have people coming in and th- there's a difference mm-hmm. between that stuff too, is like, you can have all the followers, you can have people watching you, but like, is that really bringing in business, you know, and sometimes that's not, sometimes it's what you're doing that creating those relationships and those bonds with people, because that's special. That makes people feel comfortable and secure. And two, just like you're going in and seeing your best friend quick and getting to leave. And you, I'm sure you put into people's lives every day and you don't even recognize it because it's so natural. Well, they become family yeah. to you, like you had said. Absolutely. Yeah. I, tr- you know, and I just, I just kind of want it to be the same situation where I feel like I have so much love for these people that, you know, I hope they feel the love for me too. And that's, that's what I try. So yeah, right I think now, it shows for it sure. Show. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, those, one of those things too, do, do you ever like, I, uh, do you ever think of expanding or do you just really like having, you know, that being booked out and we went through this when you were, <laughs> oh, did you? Yes, I'm you sorry. Were. No, you don't need to I had to leave because my daughter was screaming. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're fine. Yeah, you're totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. All right, every podcaster. I'm sorry. We're not going to repeat that. I like the real I'm exhausted I'm not exhausted that's not the right word <laughs> that's reality is I am exhausted reality. but I'm over here like so interested in like I learning know. about you so it's, I'm like just loving this right I tried now. giving you a side eye I'm exhausted I say today. oh my god <laughs> I so exhausted. Courtney I put this in kind of your <laughs> Your episode. What? When is the right? How long should you go? Be like for spring breakers, right? Like yeah. as far as getting the bikini wax, the Brazilian wax. When is the right time to do it before you go on vacation? Um, I. Okay, if you want to get real into it, I always say I'm all you about gonna, it. You're just gonna start being the smoothest after that third or fourth wax. And then after that, you're super, if you stay consistent. So if you come in for your first one, right before you leave for vacation, like the next week, you're not going to be your smoothest. If that's your first one after a wax or a shave, I'm sorry. Okay. So your hair cycles are all different shaving. You can either cut real short, some areas real like janky in some areas because us women down there are not a straight across like razor like shape at all. So the hairs are going to be wonky. Okay. So if you can at least try two times, three times, four times before your vacation, plan ahead for sure. And then at that point, I'm just going to hook you and you're never going to shave again. Period. <laughs> how long do you wait in between? Um, I start people anywhere from four to six weeks. Um, my veterans that I've been waxing with me for a long time, if they summertime, if they know they're going to be in swimsuits more, if they know they're going to be in shorts and things like that, if they want to do three weeks, we can try to do that. Sometimes it's just not worth your money if you don't have hair, but if you would rather be hairless instead of shaving, we can try to do that too. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I loved having you on today. This has yeah, been really fun. Even with 
the my your difficulties <laughs> and we've had some Mom technical life. difficulties we have, yes. but we're doing it we are no. we have wine and she has wine and uh-huh. it's a good friday night here even though this is launching on a tuesday yes but- what would you say is your go-to product? Because I know there's going to be lots of questions on that. What product line do you use and what do you recommend before we do get off this interview? Oh man. Um, my shelves are filled with just products that I specifically use and love. So my go-tos are always either women-owned or locally owned um, to support. And so Kelly Baker is the queen of brows. She does the Kardashians. She does a lot of celebrities out there. I've been trained by Kelly Baker to do, uh, you know, brows and fill brows in. Her product is dynamite. Um, so I that, that realm, by the way, because I have, mm-hmm. I, I bought everything you told me to. And I have to say my <laughs> eyebrows are growing in fabulously. Yes, girl. Yes. She just, she knows her stuff. And yeah. Um. So that's kind of brow world, uh, body world. I do um, fur and uh, scrub me good. So fur is also two women owned business. Um, and then scrub me good is a Minnesota based company, also woman owned. Um, so, I mean, when it comes to body, I always suggest the first thing and you're going to get into waxing, you have to exfoliate. So you want a good, some sort of exfoliation. Um but there's, especially through the fur line, their maintenance, like using something daily to prevent ingrowns is at, like just out of this world too through them. So, so I, I just want to ask one more question too, before we start getting off is I know we've talked about women and all this stuff. And I know we have actually quite a lot of male listeners too. Is mm-hmm. there any advice you can give to men about waxing or, um, kind of maybe what you see or deal with? Um, is it hard for them to come in? Is it easy? Like, um, what are things that they can do also? Oh yeah. Um, I, I have right now about two, like two handfuls of, of my male clients that still come in with me. Um, and it's either, I, you know, I have a package that does really well with the guys that's like brows, ears, noses. Mm-hmm. Those are just things that they just don't want to do at home or have their wives, or girlfriends, you know, significant <laughs> other partners do for them. Um, and so that's, a, that's one that's very popular. And then I think chests nowadays is very acceptable to have hair and backs is what men prefer to not have hair. So I do do quite a bit of backs as well. Um, I, I think it's just, I want it to be where it's like this stigma of, just because you're doing maintenance, it doesn't mean, you know, that this is just a girl's world or a women's world of that. Like right. you can get these services done and feel really good in your skin and yes. be hairless, you know? <laughs> uh, yes, I agree. Do, what, do you think that there's anything stopping men from coming in and doing um, like maintenance like that? Mm, I Honestly, I think it's like a societal thing. It's just more acceptable, I think, for men to be... Um, just naturally either covered in hair or whatever. Um, it's a lot, I will be honest. It's a lot of the times, um, the wives getting the men in 
Yeah. Yeah. I think they just don't know what to do or probably the knowledge on how to do it. And just the, if your wife says, go and get your back waxed, I would hope I'm not shaving it anymore. The man would listen and go, okay, (laughs) I just set it up for me and I'll go. (laughs) What if the roles were reversed? What if like your husband was like, you need to wax your back (laughs) (laughs) and and I made an appointment for you. How would you feel about that? I would be pissed. So it's just funny. I would be too. But men have that whole vibe of like, they, they do care what women think, rather or not, they want you to know that they care what women think, but (laughs) they do deep down, you know, they do. That's true. true. Especially as you get older. So going back to the products, Mm -hmm. um, we wanted, I mean, you, not we, but if they mention Twisted Sisters, what are you going to give them, Courtney, all the listeners? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. So any of my clients out there that are listening, you can get any product that you want for 15% off. Just mention that you listen to the podcast and that can be a thing in, in whatever you want. I love it. That's so awesome and gracious of you. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on, Courtney. You're amazing. I really appreciate it. It And I love everything to do with. And where are you located? Because we never did get to that. And I'll put it in the summary at the beginning. But tell us about Uh, where you're located. So I'm I'm actually inside a Sola Salons. So they're like a big building that um, rents out beauty professionals. Um, I'm in West St. Paul close to Robert street, um, in a brand new building. It's beautiful. Thank I you. love it. Thank well, you thank so you. much. We love you. Yes. I love you too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. yes. I'm so uh, happy for your success and just excited to be, um, supporting another just fellow entrepreneur right. just fought, not even that just you it just sounds like you're really following your heart and your dreams and your inner passions and finding yourself and I yeah, think that's great absolutely feelings oh. mutual love you well love you <laughs> all right we'll have a good one all right you too bye, Clark, bye. bye. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. Sisters. We're all a little twisted.